you think? Okay. Hello and welcome to Punta Vista, episode 240. My name is Ben and I'm here in Vatican City on the roof of the Pontifical Urban University, staring to the sides of a Heckler & Koch 417A2 <laughs> that is aimed directly across St. Peter's Square, the window in the papal apartments from which the Pope is delivering the Angelus. Also with me is the Pope. It's Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Uh, do, Dominus. Do, <laughs> Christ Does he that's, sing it? That's what, well, he's always singing, that guy. He loves, I mean, he's, I am. That's one of the I things they've got to do in their audition. <laughs> we need you to dance and sing. Well, when I went in for my Pope audition, mm. uh, one of them was standing there with the red stuff to throw on the fire expectantly. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of their, like, you know, in, you know, in like the voice when they hit the button and they turn the chair around? Yeah. <laughs> so for, 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 us, for us at Pope Academy, when they put the stuff on that makes it turn red, that's kind of uh, uh, the voice moment. Yeah. Yeah, when the judges start climbing up on their crosses, going like, holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) All of the cardinals in the College of Cardinals going absolutely buck wild because (laughs) you are an ugly pope, but you have the voice of an angel. Yeah. So when I went in, they said, uh, so what are you you into? And I said, I love music. Mm. And they were like, damn, that's relatable. My my dad are very dead, uh, but I want to be the purple one day. They said that's relatable, and the guy took one step closer yeah. to to the to the fireplace. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they're like, ah, do you want to? Uh... All right, so what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to swing that big ball full of smoke around. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm going to swing at the big ball. Uh. Swing the old <laughs> smoke ball there, mate. <laughs> when was the last time we had an Italian pope? What's the current? What's the nationality of the current pope? <laughs> He's German, isn't he? No, that I'm, can't I'm be googling. True. They, I'm googling. I thought they had pope. to be Italian, or at least Vatican. <laughs> it's not mandatory to be Italian to be the pope, but it helps because well, he had Ratzinger, right? Is he still alive? That's a villain name. Who still... is the pope now? I'm yeah. current, pope. current pope. Current pope. 2022. I did Google current pope, and we've got Pope Francis. Where's born he from? 1936, Buenos Aires, Argentina. So, ah. so, maybe Hitler's clone? Yeah, maybe Hitler's clone. He might be Hitler's clone. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Like, yeah. pre- like preemptively, you know. They were sorting that stuff out ahead of time. That's all I'm yep. saying. He wants to get at the head of that Vatican army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also with me is a 7.62 by 51 millimeter round that is speeding from the end of my rifle towards the Pope. It's Theo. <laughs> hey, Theo. Hey. It's eleven. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking towards Theo right now, squinting, hand up over my eyes. Who is that? Hey, <laughs> you guys see this? Yeah. What's going Whereas on? Whereas I've got a, I got a real case of uh, face blindness, so I have no idea <laughs> who I'm zooming towards. Just like who after I'm, you've exited, who I'm working with today was through that, the back the of the Pope's skull. Holy fuck! I think that was the Pope. Was that the Pope back there? <laughs> Kind of a bit, uh, sort of a bit starstruck. Yeah. Well, he was certainly it, yeah. struck by something. He was a bit you struck. Mm. Yeah. I uh, yeah. the things I had to Google <laughs> for this intro mm. <laughs> in sequence for the first time I've had the am I on a watch list now. I was just like buildings from which you could see the papal apartments. <laughs> Sniper rifle <laughs> caliber. Well, actually, I went Most down a bit of a pope. Went down a wormhole of um what the the distinction the US military makes between the des- designated marksman rifle and the the sniper rifle um oh 
learned a little bit there that I've already completely mm. forgotten. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you Google a most murderable Pope? <laughs> easiest way to kill Pope. Cheapest flights to Vatican City. <laughs> top, top 10 Pope killing methods. <laughs> what, what medals is the Pope most weakest to? <laughs> Be cool if the Pope, Pope had like glowing uh, red over his mm. critical hit areas, you know? Yeah, I think the head of the Pope would probably be one of his critical hit areas. I think I think that would be one of the top ten places to shoot the Pope with a gun if Let's you wanted to off. hurt him. Top ten places that would kill the Pope if he received a <laughs> high-caliber bullet wound there. Okay, hold on. I, I am going to say I think that um I I think that we should do like the um the David Letterman top ten thing of going from ten up, right? So we start with the place. We don't, yeah, we don't start with the head off. Yeah. So uh, number ten. Oh, what the fuck? The right foot of the Pope. <laughs> you reckon you blast that bad boy off? He's a goner. Well, like it, I think they're probably going to attend to him pretty quickly. So ideally, there's a big fuss. People are struggling to figure out what's going on. Maybe. Everybody's looking around to see what happened, and the Pope has fallen down behind like a table or something. Yeah, and they don't figure out immediately. Yeah, he's clipped through the floor. Oh, <laughs> the Pope must have ducked out for a minute in amongst all of the noise and everything. Currently and he's bleeding out in the void. Now, yeah. is this is this a tied for tenth situation, or are you implying that the right foot is more or less likely to kill him than his left foot? I'm saying it's one of ten places you could shoot the Pope if you were trying to kill him. This is an ordered list of places most likely. Yeah, I think you've you've presented a very strong understanding of the David Letterman ten to one list, and then immediately <laughs> reneged on it. Well, you guys, you guys are talking a lot for people who haven't heard the rest of the list. Okay. <laughs> Number eight, the left foot of the Pope. Okay, you just went from number 10 to number eight. (laughs) (laughs) This, my understanding of this list has been poorly represented. Can we, can we just peep behind the curtain for just a moment? We'll play that, that peek behind. those bad boys open. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The three out of four of uh, the, the podcast this week are... Uh, moderately to severely ill. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't feel good. Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. Yeah. Not COVID. Not co- no. have another test, but it's not COVID. No, I'm not, I don't have COVID either, but I do have one of those daycare illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't me too. go to daycare. My kids Just aren't in make daycare. That clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's fucked up for me is that my kids aren't in daycare. They're very old, um, and also I didn't get. Did sick you take them from to the beach them. recently? Nope. Like in the movie Old. Yeah. Good. It was a good movie. <laughs> it's the beach that makes you old. I enjoyed that movie. I'm not going to watch that Your movie. beach. Anyway, the, the, uh, the thing that ails me is unfortunately an embarrassing thing that is the type of illness you would get from a kid. I just didn't get it from a kid, and that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. What do you got? What are you packing there? You got... Uh, what's, what's, what kind of kids do you... Uh, illnesses kind of you get. <laughs> what kind of illnesses you what, get? You get uh, what character classes are your children? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got well, uh, we got a new kind of mumps that I'd never heard of. Um, I, I didn't get it, but Finn got it. Ro, Rose, Roseola, Roseola. Yeah, we got Roseola. Whole new disease I'd never heard of. Huh. 
Huh. Well, I'd never heard of um, Japanese encephalitis that's now getting around Queensland and a couple yeah. other states. That was a new one for me. Yeah. Well, I was just used to regular encephalitis. Okay, taking it back a step to number nine. Oh, fucking Jesus. The Pope's penis. <laughs> Shooting okay. the Pope squarely in the penis. Now, for some reason, this is lower on the list than the left foot. <laughs> but... Left foot higher than both the penis and the right foot. Now, the, the reason, let me explain. The Pope is left-footed. That's oh, his dominant that's foot. That's his dominant foot. <laughs> that's yep. when, he, when, yeah. he does, when he does a bicycle kick and scores a surprise goal in his weekly rec league soccer games. Oh, just because he's, he's South American? He loves yeah. football. He's always using left. Yeah. And left foot all the way. Hmm. Whereas I think penis for a Pope is sort of an auxiliary organ. Yeah. Sort of vestigial, I guess. At best. Tits on a bull, penis yeah. on a pope. Yeah. Watch the uh, the movie She's the Man with my kids, which is, of course, an adaptation of The Twelfth Hit that 15-second button. Andrew loves to watch a million movies, but nobody else really gives a fuck. He's got 15 seconds to describe the movie, otherwise he's just shit out of luck. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Uh, Amanda Bynes plays a teen girl whose brother runs away instead of going to his elite private boarding school, but she goes and takes his place as a soccer player and falls in love with Channing Tatum. Oh my gosh! Do you have time to spare? Uh, I guess. Fuck, that theme's even better than I remembered. It Can't goes so we've hard. We've only <laughs> whipped that out once. Uh, so anyway, she gets like some, <laughs> some help from Channing Tatum to learn soccer, and the first thing that he teaches her is a bicycle kick. Yeah, you're going to want that a lot, I think. Yeah, That's, This is the main thing you'll be doing in the game of soccer. Oh, it's the hardest to master, so you want to start earliest. Yeah, that's, yep. that's yep. so true. Very American. Yeah, it's uh, like when they of... used to ki- teach kids grammar, because they thought like Latin grammar was the most difficult thing and so would exercise their brain the most. Yeah. Stretch out the corners of the brain. Yep. Leave some space for everything else. I don't think we need to go through the rest of the list. I'm just... I don't know. Show of hands. It's an... Yeah, okay. Can't, we've got- can't see anybody's <laughs> hands due to it being an uh, audio medium. Number seven? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's seven. <laughs> uh... The stomach. We're going to gut shot the Pope, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's not do the rest of them. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I think... Look, hold on. One, just one thing. Yeah. And oh. number one. Number one on the list. It's probably his brain. The cranium, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Pope's brain. <laughs> is his <laughs> biggest weak point. It's flashing bright red, you know? Actually, probably his biggest weak point is temptation. Hmm. Hmm. That's why you, I reckon you want a pope that's done a lot of fucking in like his twenties or thirties. Like he's he's <laughs> fucked out. Yeah, he's all fucked out. The pope yeah. has really <laughs> sowed his wild oats, you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. You want a pope who uh, he's he's written one of those uh, anonymous editorials for a magazine who talks about all of the casual sex that he has, but really doesn't feel anything about, you know. Hmm. And then you come along, and you say, hey. Do you like a little meaning in your life? How would you like to be 2023's Pope? Yeah. Current Pope. 2023. Yeah. Future Do you Pope. Do you want to be the, the leader of the Holy See? 
I'm on the... Yeah, I, I, mm, me too. I can't. Um, yeah. How would you... If you want to be the guy who comes up when we Google current Pope... Yeah. Come on down. You know? Hey, folks, if, uh, if you have any ideas about where would be the most effective place to shoot the Pope in order to kill him, you can contact this podcast and let us know. And, of course, uh, you would submit something to the Punta Vista hotline with some information about how to do that. Here is a song. 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista hotline 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista hotline You can send us an email Mailbag at PuntaVista.com Maybe DM us on Twitter you could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah, hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. So, um, this is a little update to uh, a story that we did briefly uh, on our live episode uh, to serve egg. Uh, where we spoke about a a subway subway sandwich shop uh, in Oakland, California, where uh, someone was continuously spraying graffiti on there, and then the owner was wiping it off. Uh, and I, I basically only included it because um, someone having some sort of grudge match with someone else is very funny to me all the time. But also because the graffiti that was on there uh, just said "fuck yo turkey sub." Which uh-huh. is insanely funny to me. Uh, after we did that, we got an email from a listener, uh, Tim, who said that he lived across the street uh, from that very subway, which was absolutely fucking wild. And then That's he absurd. Uh, sent us some photos um, of the <laughs> of the graffiti. I think just Turkey had been wiped off, so it just said no. Sorry, fuck had been wiped off, so it just said yo Turkey sub, mm-hmm. which is. Quite funny. I'd buy um, that on a T-shirt. Very funny way to hail someone. <laughs> Yo, turkey <laughs> yes. sub, and well met. <laughs> uh, he sent us another update. Uh, let me read it to you now. The plot thickens. The other day, I noticed this graffiti under a nearby freeway overpass. The handwriting looks very similar. Now, I will. I've done some handwriting analysis here, and the lowercase e's are identical. I think this might be the same person, but you know. Uh, there appears to be a hyphen before the word cow, which makes me wonder whether the graffiti writer was quoting a cow bitch as having said vegan gangster. Further updates as the situation warrants. Cheers, Tim. Now, let me describe the graffiti to you. Uh, two very large words, vegan gangster. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, there is, uh, as Tim describes, a hyphen, and then the words cow bitch. So that, I mean... To me, it really looks like uh, the person has signed. Yes. Yeah, yes. they've signed their post. This is... The post being the one that holds up the... Uh, the freeway? The freeway, yeah. Yeah, the structural post. What you've done yeah. is a play on words there, and that's quite good. <laughs> I think the the message is vegan gangster, and the culprit is either the cow bitch, or maybe there's no the, it's just cow bitch... And perhaps from this, we can interpret that the fuck yo turkey sub on the side of the subway was specifically about the meat contained in a turkey yeah. sub. Yeah, it's a, it's a 
moral standpoint they're taking. This is ideological. Yeah. This isn't uh, a meaningless grudge match. Uh, this is uh, eco-terrorism, I think. <laughs> There's no such I thing as a meaningless like, grudge match. Yeah. I've never found out what eco-terrorism is, but I'm ready to accept this is what it is. I think that's what it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's just a nice little update. It's wonderful that we have essentially uh, an army of unpaid field journalists who, if they happen to be in the exact place that a story we spoke about uh, took place, they can give us little updates. It's always very nice. nice. Speaking mm. of speaking of updates, a little, little update from um, the, the rest of the family here. Uh, Finn has just eaten seven dumplings. Oh. Now, I'm understanding, I'm of the understanding that is potentially... Possibly a lot of dumplings for one child to eat. He's um he's quite a small child. He's a small child. Appropriate size for like, his age. Yeah, for his age, very age appropriate. Yeah. In he probably regards weighs seven to like dumplings. median height. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought he'd more be more of a four dumpling max kid, but like his dad. Look, you know I'm hitting like <laughs> eight, eight, nine dumplings. I will eat as many dumplings as you put in front of me. Like mm. I'm yet to find that limit. Fuck, we gotta go to a. We gotta hit a dumpling store. You want to hit a dumpling store? Dump, dumpling store. You yeah. want to ram? You know how we're always saying. I think that's what the, what they say in you know Sunny Bank, etc. Because I, I thought maybe you were suggesting that we could go out for dinner to a dumpling place, but it sounds like you're saying we could go somewhere together to buy some dumplings <laughs> and then go our separate take them, ways and take them home. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's like, still eat them on the couch. That'd be a lovely afternoon. Yeah. You, you, well, the problem is the the dumpling restaurant wants you to keep your shirt on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to get soy sauce and uh, and especially chili oil on my yeah. shirt. No. Because that shit stains. No, thank you. You know, I, I love dumplings so much, I wish there was a special week just for mm. dumplings. Uh, it's time, of course, for Week Watch. Yes, it's hard to believe that it is already that time of the year again, but of course, because it is currently uh, between the 7th of March and the 13th of March, we are in Feet Week. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> is, it, is it Foot Week again? <laughs> it is Sorry. already. No, no. Not it's feet week. It's Feet, feet week. week. Yeah, feet it's week. not Foot Week. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, like, me, me and Theo are... Uh, always uh, walking into the supermarket hand in hand and saying, oh, they got Feet Week stuff out already. <laughs> earlier every earlier year. Earlier and earlier. They barely it's take only... the Christmas decorations down. They put the huge, disgusting the big, feet the up. big, sweaty feet. <laughs> <laughs> now, a few people might not be familiar with uh, National Feet Week. Um, I think the nation in question is the UK, but... Uh, let's. I, I like to think of it as International Feet Week because I'm certainly thinking about feet this week. Uh, here's a description from the organisation Osgo Healthcare, which I thought was maybe an an acronym because yeah. it was styled as capital O, capital S, capital G, capital O. But I cannot find any information anywhere on the internet for what that could possibly stand for. So I guess it's as good as mine. National Feet Week is an OSGO initiative to promote the importance of foot health to the general public. If you had a toothache, you'd visit the dentist. If you had trouble with your vision, then you would visit an optician. Don't tell me what about how to your live feet? My life. <laughs> Many people ignore common foot complaints rather than going to see an expert. What am I going to do? Like drag my horrible, stinky little feet 
into the doctor's office to be like, Make someone look at him? Make someone look at him? Touch him? No, absolutely not. This is like the time that, you know, um, I had perfectly normal problems with my butthole and what you do is you just ignore that until it goes away because the alternative... Oh, unthinkable. Completely unthinkable. Because you immediately start thinking about the mechanics of the thing, right? There's no way to reveal that element of your body to a person that is not in a a particularly vulnerable position. And, and, you know, there's a... There's a part of your brain that kind of lies to you, and it goes, you know, maybe you can just describe the problem with your with your horrible little hole. Maybe they're not going to want to. They're, they're not, not going to want to see, see the butthole. You, like they're going to trust you. You know, that there's a big thing in in health now that that you know you, you trust the patient to to know their body. And look, if I know any part of my body, it's it's the the little starfish I got there between mm-hmm. my cheeks, yeah. and I can just describe like. Like a person reading Braille, I can I can just tell you what's going on down there. You don't you, have to look. You could maybe model it in Blender with your <laughs> specific problems. <laughs> I think actually maybe like the least compromising way that you could allow uh, a healthcare professional uh, or just a curious person to see your butthole was maybe, uh, bear with me a bit here, let's say you're full nude yeah, and you're standing, you have one leg firmly on the ground you have one leg up on the uh, the bed they'll sometimes have in a yeah. doctor's office, and you are you've got one hand on your hips and the other is sort of on the knee. On the yeah, you're doing a casual lead. Now they're on a sort of um, you know like a mechanic uses to slide under a car. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. it puts them at the correct height for looking up directly into your butthole, and they've slid into the gap created uh, between your thigh and the bed, and they're looking directly up. Yeah, they've got the. Um, the little wooden depressor there mm-hmm. to kind of, um, you know, they're doing down there. You know, you know, I don't have to describe whatever, it to you. Yeah, whatever they got to do. Whatever there. they're doing. The I feel little, like little miner's hat. Like that's not. That's probably the least compromising one I can think of. Yeah, because I was going through in my head. I'm thinking, okay, first is you standing. Okay, so your legs are upright, but you're bent ninety degrees at the waist. The bracket so formation. The, yeah. The bracket formation, right? But then he's got to get down on like his hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. To, to get on a you know eye to eye with it, so to speak. Um, or the other thing that I, I was, had in the uh, potentials there was lying face face first, so supine uh, on a massage table. Yeah. Uh, you're completely clothed except <laughs> uh, you've got uh, one of those little squares that they put you know the blue yeah. uh, medical kind of paper uh, around. And and your bum, your cheeks are kind of like just poking vertically out of yes. out of that, and he's approaching you like a masseuse. Now I think unfortunately, and- the reality of it is that you're going to be in downward dog, mm. and they're going to be directly behind you, and they're staring directly into it, much yeah. like the guy in sunshine staring directly at the sun. Yeah, haven't seen it, but I get what you're talking about. Now. The whole time you guys have been talking about Theo's butthole, uh, it could I, be, be anyone. Oh, I just want to be. Yeah, <laughs> I've I have been desperately trying to find out what Osgo means or mm. stands for, and it's 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 very very hard to do. Um, it's it doesn't help at all that across their entire website uh, they are writing Osgo fifty percent of the time in all capitals mm-hmm. as though it is an acronym of some kind. And the other 50% of the time, it is with a capital O 
SGO. Mm. These guys got to get on their their global experience language. What what are they doing over there? You yeah. Know? Um, great are news it? though. Mm-hmm. You can go to osgo.co.uk and you can watch the foot and ankle show. You can book tickets. Really? For the foot and ankle show. I would have thought that'd be pay per view. But hey, uh, I book tickets to the foot and ankle show every time I look down. Now, more importantly, for the freaks in the audience, uh, there is a there is a menu item on the Osco website that says uh, promoting podiatry, and if you just go down there, you will see that they have a big library of royalty-free images of people oh. t- of people touching feet. <laughs> Come on, and they're royalty-free, you say? Royalty-free. So can have those. There's, for commercial um, purposes as well? Uh, just license-free. Costs, costs zero dollars, you know? We got uh, <laughs> pictures of bare feet touching grass. We got pictures of uh, bare feet in the water. We got pictures of bare feet being being rubbed by someone with, you know, firm but gentle hands. This is heinous, but this would also genuinely be a useful resource for a foot person who is trying to monetize their fetish art. Oh, my goodness. Well, they wouldn't be giving them away free, you know. Uh, continue here from the description of National Feet Week. National Feet Week wants to raise awareness and spread the message to visit a podiatrist. Since launching the campaign in 2019, hashtag National Feet Week has trended worldwide on Twitter and featured in many digital and printed publications, giving the profession the promotion and recognition yeah. it not only deserves, but needs. Yeah, has it, bit, has yeah. it trended on Twitter? I... Literally, the fucking only reason I heard about this was because the other morning I woke up and Maddie made a joke about it being the day after International Women's Day, so I had to be nice to her. And I was like, no, what what day is it today? And then she Googled what day Hmm. of the year it is today, and then it was like, oh, it's Feet Week. And just to recap, you woke up in the morning? Did I say morning? I'm joking. We'll play the the tape back. Well, I'll play that back. (laughs) I'll edit it in post, and no one will ever know. You may have heard about our hashtag lace race. It's our National Feet Week challenge to see how fast people can tie their shoelaces. <laughs> Pretty exciting stuff. Is that... No, look, admittedly, I've never seen someone speedrun shoes. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's different kinds of running fast in shoes, but... Mm. Not if this I wanted kind. to see someone speedrun shoes... Yeah. I type in Usain Bolt into the search bar at DuckDuckGo. <laughs> oh, we're so good at jokes. <laughs> and so, just recap: several of us are quite I'm well. Sick. <laughs> I have no excuse. Mental uh, mental illness is real, Ben. Oh, that's true. I'm deeply unwell. Uh, all donations from the challenge go to Forgotten Feet. A rapidly expanding nationwide UK charity set up to look after the foot health for those most in need and least likely to have the means to access podiatry treatment. Okay, that's important. You yeah, gotta, but I've got to give people shoes and stuff. I am Can we choosing, house them first? I'm choosing, however, to think of this as like uh, something where there's a ceremony every year where they get up at dawn and go and like play the last post next to a big statue of a foot. Yeah. Foot? Uh, we think the, the forgotten foot. <laughs> <laughs> The vision is to set up clinics in as many towns as possible where a need is identified, creating a network of free foot care for the poorest in society throughout the UK. 
This year's National Feet Week is a digital campaign, and Osgo has collected. Uh, sorry, Osgo has various collateral for our members to download to help spread the message around the importance of foot health. Such as posters, leaflets, social media images, and a PR toolkit are available for download now at www.osgo.co.uk. So true. get downloading and promoting. We hope to see your hashtag lace race smiley yeah. face. I might have to set up a little. Uh, I might have to set up a BitTorrent for that for that resource just to share it a little wider, just to make sure that it's properly archived. That's right. Yes, because people will need that. They will. Um, can I share with you some of the posts that are being shared under the uh, the National Feet Week <laughs> umbrella using the hashtag? So this is from the Footnotes Project. Uh, the text on the post reads, What you love about feet and what do you less love about feet? <laughs> I'm going to read that again because I, I want everyone to know this is verbatim. What you love about feet... What do you less love about feet? <laughs> hashtag National Feet Week. Hashtag feet. It is then uh, a TikTok. I'll, I'll tell you what I less love about feet the most. <laughs> <laughs> that is some beautiful language. Uh, oh. it's, it's a TikTok of two women uh, talking about what they love about feet and what they less love about feet. Mm-hmm. Another National Feet Week. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And just, uh, just to, to cap that all off, that is from the Twitter account, at footnotes underscore ooh. <laughs> that's right. That is five O's, I think. Uh-huh. I think that's six, including the one capital at the front. That They've looks like a combination a real of uh, Pascal right. and snake casing there, which is truly. Offensive. No, I think that's five. I closed one eye and used my mouse to count all of them. I think that's five in total. Am I going blind? One? That's tough. I think that's, I think that's five. I think my, my eyes were. Deceiving me. Uh, this next post is from JML Direct. Explore, <laughs> explore these famous foot care tips for National Feet Week. Now, that text, not particularly funny, but it just has a photo attached to it of just a. Mm. just It's not a flattering image of a foot, and they're using some sort of pedivac on it. I'm to cu- suck the foot. Yeah. I'm, currently, <laughs> I'm currently looking at what a pedivac is. Uh, so basically, it is an an egg type foot sucking device. <laughs> <laughs> Do but, not uh, say those words to me. It is. <laughs> um, it seems to be a rechargeable device that has like a a a pumice stone buffer type thing yeah. on the bottom for your calluses, but it is also a little vacuum cleaner that sucks up your foot dust while mm. grinding it into a powder. Just do it outside on the deck and kind of kick it off the side once you're done. Also, um, not everyone's going to notice this, but for the uh, foot aficionados out there, I believe this is a huh? case of Morton's toe. What the oh, fuck are you talking about? I, oh. I believe that that second. I believe that she is demonstrating. Oh, long, uh, sorry, longer. don't want to assume that they are. They are d- demonstrating a case of Morton's toe. Is that where the second toe is longer? That's where than the second the toe is longer than the first one? Hmm. I have Morton's toe. Does Finn? I believe we spoke about Morton's he, toe maybe last time I saw you. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's never far from my thoughts. Um, mm. Finn doesn't have Morton's toe. I'm finding it really hard to judge here, looking at my own And toe. also, he's got like, um, oh no, you'd know if you had it. Yeah, I think um, they're the same length. He's he's also got like kind of concave toenails. 
Oh. It's very weird. We're going to see how that... I'm hoping one day they kind of like pop upwards like the sealed button on a jam jar. Yeah. Um, that means the, first the seal <laughs> is broken on his feet. <laughs> the first video result for Pedivac is a YouTube review, TV stuff reviews. <clears throat> so they're reviewing things that have the uh, as seen on TV sticker on them, uh-huh. which is always a mark of quality, you know. Uh, and the description for this one says... Pedivac, as seen on TV, works, but not great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The final post I have here for you is from the National Feet Week account itself. That is at Nat Feet Week. It's competition time again. For your chance to win some Flexitol heel balm, to enter, simply RT and follow us and at Flexitol UK. Hashtag National Feet Week, hashtag competition, hashtag win. Hearing flexitol feet balm and sitting up like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say that while I'm making fun of what appears to be a lack of social media prowess, uh, 151 retweets on that. People want that heel balm. But, well, 92, 92 Ooh, faves there. Right, I'm I wondering whether we got some, uh, either some insincere retweets or some quote tweets there. Um. My last bit of National Feet Week business for you uh, is I just want to list some of the sponsors of National Feet Week. Uh, It'll come as no surprise to you, but uh, Flexitol, obviously, from the Mm -hmm. Flexitol Heel Balm fame. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foot Logics. Oh, they've got Foot Logics on board? Mm, Yep. And that's how you know it's legit. They got Footner. They have yeah. Nailner. Come on. <laughs> You've really got the whole whole foot covered then, don't you? They have Warty. <laughs> W-A-R-T-I-E. They have Bobox. Bobox, maybe. Not sure. Uh, and last but certainly not least, they've got Dr. Pawpaw. So some pretty big gets there. Dr. Pawpaw went to Yale. Hmm. Please, my father was Dr. Paul. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash Vista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Um, so yeah, if you were putting off going to a podiatrist, hey, maybe think about getting there now. Hmm. And maybe you're putting off going to a podiatrist because you've got a nasty old hole in your foot. He's Speaking good. of nasty old holes... Yeah. Andrew? <laughs> it starts making sense as you hop the fence.
Yes, uh, this is from the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, as far as I can tell, the original and only corporation with those mm-hmm. initials. Right. If you see another um, one, it's fake news. Fake doesn't exist. Uh, EPA orders Lethbridge's Bam- Bamgani Pets cremation service to stop horse burials in unlicensed landfill. Mm. Um, and we don't usually do uh, listener submissions on this show because by the time that uh, the, the horrible horde out there have seen this, uh, it's already done its dash. But somehow this one did not go wild on Twitter. So, um, uh, And I don't know why because... Uh, because dead horses is about as funny as it gets. It's, <laughs> that's, that's right. It's com- comedy basics. Um, so Victoria, um, Victoria's environmental regulators ordered a pet crematorium in the state's west to stop burying racehorses after its unlicensed landfill was found to be breaching environmental rules. Now, <clears throat> before we get started on the actual operation of this, uh, this corporation, um, when I say the words to you, Shared burial service for pet owners. Mm-hmm. What are you imagining? What's that kind of? Well, if what does um, it invoke in your mind? Maybe if you are a pet owner who had multiple pets die at the same time, mm-hmm. or you've got a friend whose pet died at the same time, you could have a, a joint ceremony. Yeah, sort of, um, kind of a bit of bit of pomp and um, ceremony ceremony to it. So um, very slowly lowering an extremely large cask into the ground. See, yeah. I I haven't read the story, and I ha- that conjures a different idea for me. Okay. What I'm imagining is more like an Uber pool, but uh, a bunch <laughs> of people whose animals have died, and someone yeah. swings around and just picks them all up, throws them in the trunk of the same car, mm-hmm. yeah, and then just kind of. Sweeps him off the end of the broom at some point. A, a guy from around the corner from you, his tortoise is dead. Your yeah. dog has died. Uh, a lady two streets over, dead bird. And you guys are like, well, if we split this three ways, it simply doesn't make any sense yeah. to to make three trips. Andrew, I think you are a little closer to the mark here. <clears throat> Besides cremation, the company had been offering a quote shared burial service for pet owners, where, as the ABC understands. Uh, the dead animals were placed in a large pit on the property. Okay. Uh, I've I've included a picture of the pit there for uh, for the uh, for those of, of you on the on the podcast, <laughs> not not the listeners at home. Um, to, I would describe me, it as this, yeah. yeah. Well, to me, it's more evocative of uh, kind of a scene in a science fiction movie where people are yes. arriving to see where an asteroid strike has happened. Yes, that yeah, I was maybe it specifically has a kind of Tarkovsky look to it a little bit. Uh, just the colour palette and the bleakness mm. of the landscape. So we've got two um, two tracks um, for for cars going off into the distance. At the end of that, there's a cul-de-sac in the middle of a field. And I think they've dug sort of a 180 degree ditch around that cul-de-sac. For efficiency points, I think that we really, really need to admire the setup here because it's clear that they kind of just like drive into this cul-de-sac uh find part of the horse ditch that hasn't completely yeah. filled up with horse flesh and bones and push the horse off the side of the truck it is certainly an ergonomic horse carcass hole yeah 
But apparently this isn't the way that you conduct business when you are uh, advertising shared burial service. Uh, sources told the ABC that trucks had been taking dead horses and other animals to the rear of the property for years to be buried in large pits without lining. Uh, and council and EPA documents show that the previous landfill license expired in 2011. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not super okay with the uh, with the idea of enormous horse pits. No, I, I mean horses should be buried with honor. Sort of Viking funeral style, maybe. Mm. Or uh, stuffed and mounted and put in a museum next to their heart in a jar. Um, yeah, like, uh, does, does a landfill license generally cover putting as many corpses as you want into the hole? Do you reckon there's going to be limits? Like a, like a horse limit? Oh, you reckon maybe if you get, like, the... Uh... <laughs> The, like everyday license, you get to put one horse in there a year. <laughs> if you get the prosumer level, 10 horse carcasses. Maybe if you get platinum. Well, in Brisbane, I think we've got a pretty good setup going on where they mail you um, a sort of sheet mm. um, from the council every year. That you get 10 free horses. Um, you just got to show, we... you got to give him one of those tokens before still you throw it in the hole. Now that curbside collection is back. Oh, you reckon we can just wheel it out <laughs> wheel yeah. it out on the side of the road? You might not need to use the vouchers anymore, I don't think, because yeah. you could just drive them out. Uh, well, you could just, yeah, put them out, put them out in and the, the street. And the beauty of that curbside pickup in Brisbane is there's, there's a whole ecosystem around where people are doing the rounds looking for dead horses. Yeah, to flip them on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, well, they might have use for them as well. Yeah. I guess my point was more, um, I think if you went down to your local landfill... And you had a trailer on the back of your Ford Falcon and <laughs> it had a dead horse in it. And you said, hey, just going to drop this stuff off. They'd say, no. They wouldn't just say, follow the red line to general waste, yeah. chuck it in the pit. Yeah. I th- Are you, you're going to want horses. That's the third exit on the roundabout. Like, I know, I know you could just take a, I know you could take a trailer full of bags of rubbish and some of that yeah. might contain, say, like uh, barbecue chook carcasses. Yeah. And as many ferrets <laughs> as you can fit in the back of your uh, 2016 Skoda Octavia wagon. And that's, you know, that's, that's going to eventually stink to high heavens in the Brisbane sun. But I think oh, have if you, you smelt if, the dump? If you just went down there and you just had like a trailer full of dead dogs, I think they'd say, <laughs> they'd say please don't put that in here. You know? I would hope that uh, the lovely people in Maybe ask a question or two. By the Brisbane City Council or the Morton, Morton, Morton Bay Council, whoever that yeah. is, uh, they would say, hey, uh, I got the... a couple of questions for you, pal. Yeah. Red Bank? What's the, th- what's the thing out west? Where Red- Redlands. Yeah, yeah, Redlands as well. You got the yeah. Logan City Council. I would These are some of the councils around there. Yeah, Ipswich, the Brisbane City Council area, of course, uh, the single largest metropolitan area uh, local government body in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, that's true, as we all know. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, this is probably for the for the listeners, not for us on the call. Um, uh, ABC understands racehorses are among those to have been disto- disposed at the site, so. Uh, Vic Racing sort of just going like, oh, well, you know, we've got a guy. We've yeah. got a guy, he's got a hole. They it's actually have, sort of... they've got a little uh, 
one of those little travelator things going where the horses arrive at the race course, they put them on the travelator, and then they go immediately into the truck to be buried. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, horse racing kills a lot of horses. Yeah. Oh, people yeah. like you only focus on the negative. It, um, well, people also get hugely addicted to gambling. In December, the ABC revealed the business had been operating without an Environmental Protection Authority landfill license for a decade, prompting the regulator to investigate. Um, hey, you got here you guys got a horse hole without the proper papers. Um, now, the EPA has ruled the dead animal waste being buried at the site needs to be buried at a, quote, lawful place hmm. under the Environmental Protection Act. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I can put it in your hole, but I can't put it in my hole. Well, you don't yeah. want people just opening horse holes willy-nilly, so to speak. Um, the uh, service had advertised horse burials on its website, but that reference has now been removed. Uh, with pet and horse cremations, the only service offered for pet owners, along with medical waste disposal. Where do you guys reckon that medical waste is going? <laughs> Now, like, I don't think that's that's headed. I don't want to. I don't want to. Shame to waste a hole. Yeah. I don't want to like write someone off just because they did something suboptimal that one time. You know. Yeah. But when they say, "Oh, we're not taking horses anymore," like we don't, we we've closed down the horse hole. But don't worry, we're doing cremations. I've I don't have like the strongest confidence. That they're conducting those in a manner that isn't like uh, put the horses in the hole, yeah, and then have and a bonfire, on fire, yeah. yeah, yeah, or maybe like it's a busy afternoon. They're like, oh, I could put this thing in the cremator, or it's back to the old me again. <laughs> Chuck this one straight in the hole, just for old times' sake, you know. Um, one for so me, one did- for the hole. <laughs> I did check, because I know I've piqued a lot of people's interest about uh, what can be accepted at the Brisbane City Council refuse centres. Resource recovery centres do not accept the following materials. And there's only three things on this list. Um, One, asbestos. Cowards. Don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Find somewhere else. Put it in the horse hole. Uh, Two, household hazardous waste... And three, tyres. Hmm. I don't hmm. think horses fit under any of those things. No. Because they're definitely so, not household I think waste. you're probably in the, in the clear as far as um, attaching a trailer to the back of your Ford Falcon and throwing your dead horse in there. The um, AU Falcon can tow, uh, I think, like up to 2.3 tonnes. Ooh. And what's a horse set you back in, in kilos? Not 2.3 tonnes. Oh. Yeah. He couldn't Might. tell me anything. I don't, I don't know. A horse weighs exactly one ton. Doesn't matter mm. what size the horse is. That's one of the most interesting things about a horse. Yeah. I'm not getting close enough to one to measure it. No, oh, that's no, me fair. either. Scary. Hmm. <laughs> Probably, if you wanted to stay away from horses entirely, the safest place you could possibly be... I said possibly. Fuck. The safest place you could possibly be is up in a plane. It's time for Plainly Speaking. Uh, This is your captain speaking. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Ben. I thought you were going to say, uh, if you want the horses to stay away from you, the safest place to be is down in the horse hole. Because they, they know <laughs> they are not coming anywhere near that thing. Do you think that they would start kind of attributing an, a spiritual, almost religious significance to the horse hole? Absolutely, yeah, like, absolutely. Like elephants and elephant graveyards, except they're never going to the horse graveyard on purpose. Yeah. At some point, someone's going to build a house on top of that horse hole, and they are getting very <laughs> horse haunted. If the horses were looking for somewhere to bury their nuclear waste so that horses hundreds of thousands of years in the future didn't dig up the nuclear waste, oh. that would be the perfect place. I mean, it'd probably be the perfect place for us if we wanted to bury it in a place where future kind of horse, intelligences... Well, I just think if you're kind of like... If you were looking at a horse corpse and a human corpse and you were trying to work out which one ruled the world circa mm. 2000 AD... You're going to go with the horse. Your money's on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Just from a pure, like, musculature, strength, size, etc. Dick size. Yeah. Yeah. Those sorts of things. Yeah. This is a story from General Aviation News. Uh, this is a, a, a write-up. Uh, so, they do these things where they write up old uh, National Transport Safety Board reports just as for sort of the purposes of learning lessons from things that um, people have done wrong. Uh, this is a write-up of a, an incident that happened in March 2020. They have titled their write-up, New Owner Seriously Injured in First Flight in Home Built. Uh, we have spoken in the past about home built and amateur constructed aircraft, uh, much to the derision of the concept, although we've, uh, we have had, well, specifically one listener write in and say they're actually very cool and safe, um, mm. and I mostly trust him. Mm. I, I would kind of put a counterpoint to that in that um i used to work with a a very lovely guy um i think he was probably in his 60s when i worked with him and and potentially i I told this story on the other episode i don't remember anything um um, but he he went through a lot of stuff getting his um getting his license for an ultralight and did the same thing put together a um a kit ultralight uh first flight Goes up, engine stops. Uh, comes down, hits a bunch of trees, and gets sent to the hospital for a very long time. Mm. Yeah, so... I mean, look, if, you, if you're happy, if you're... Yeah, give it a bash. Yeah, give it a bash. Uh, just like this person did. The pilot bought the amateur-built Bauer Challenger 2 about one and a half weeks before the accident. This was his first flight. He had no previous flight time, and he had not received any flight instruction. He told investigators he had some familiarization with flying obtained from the internet. Hey, I've seen a thing or two fly before. He had Not planned... in real life, from the internet. <laughs> He'd seen the cars spin off planes, uh, <laughs> and had sort of built his understanding from that. On YouTube Red. <laughs> He had planned only to taxi at the airport in Letsworth, Louisiana. However, a wind gust caused the airplane to become airborne. <laughs> and he ultimately flew good, for right? about 25 minutes to, quote, get the hang of things. <laughs> this is so dope. He's How just like cruising around in his shit little plane. And he's like, oh, this is fun. It's just like driving a car. Oh, oh no. 
Uh, he attempted to land several times, but was unable because of turbulence. After another landing attempt, he again decided to go around due to the turbulence. He thought the plane had cleared trees near the flight path. Ah. However, the airplane was momentarily overcome by the continuing turbulence, which resulted in it hitting a tree. The pilot, who was seriously injured in the crash, told investigators there were no issues with the airplane, noting it was, quote, performing flawlessly. <laughs> it's definitely not the plane's fault. Yeah, if we had to kind of attribute this accident to one thing, and I'm not saying that we can, it might have been the fact that I was only kind of very vaguely familiar with flying what an airplane is. I, I do like that there's kind of a, a pride in... Being like, oh, no, 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 the plane is great, even though it, it implicitly... I yeah, I, I was not good enough. Uh, their little summary here. Probable cause. The owner slash pilot's inability to maintain control of the airplane due to his lack of training experience resulted in him colliding with a tree. Yep. Yeah, about sums it up. Mm. Asked and answered. Seems like a major factor, you know? Seems like ultimately this man's downfall was because of his interaction with nature. This is a story from the Associated Press. Man arrested for allegedly trying to smuggle 52 live lizards, snakes, <laughs> in his clothing. Hmm. In his clothing? Hmm. Exactly the same number of cards in a deck. Coincidence? Or is it weeks in a year? Which one's 52? I think they're both. Now that's, a, that's something to stew on. <laughs> Don't write in if we're wrong. <laughs> A man who tried to slither past you... Oh, come on. I hate it when they... Yeah. The Associated Press should be better than that. Yeah. Fuck off. Thank you for letting us use your material. Uh, a man who tried to slither past US border agents in California had 52 lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing, authorities said Tuesday. The man was driving a truck when he arrived at the San Isidro border crossing with Mexico on February 25th and was pulled out for additional inspection, US Customs and Border Protection said in a statement. You, the man whose entire suit is wriggling... Yeah, step out of line. You, you got cartoon wiggle lines all over you. Well, this guy's vibrating very fast. Agents found 52 live reptiles tied up in small bags, quote, which were concealed in the man's jacket, pants, pockets, and groin area, the statement said. 30, 30 of the 50 snakes just down the front of his pants. <laughs> it's very flattering, actually. Nine snakes and 53 horned lizards were seized. Some of the species are considered endangered, authorities said. The man, a 30-year-old US citizen, was arrested. As he probably should be. I like his, his dedication. Oh, what's the crime? <laughs> Smuggling <laughs> Tell endangered me animals? Tell me what's the crime. Who among us? Who will cast the first stone, you know? I think just something about these stories when they can provide a specific number is quite funny. It's, uh, it's really got that energy of like... Um, you know that sort of trope in a movie uh, where there'll be like 
hand over your gun and the other one yeah. and yeah. the knife in a little knife holster on your foot. Yeah. Yeah, and the things just keep coming out on the table. Yeah. That, but with horned lizards? Yeah, do you think they reached <laughs> into like his pockets first and like, oh, coming back with handfuls of lizards here. First they reached into like the Sam Brown holster under his jacket, pulled a couple yeah. out of there. They look in the obvious places first. As they try to pat him down, and every time they touch him, another horde lizard falls out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you know Mexico. You are lousy with horned lizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're uh, we're getting very close to the end here, but I think we have time for one more very short story. I just want to warn you guys in advance that I know we're not a politics podcast anymore. Uh, we try not to talk about depressing current events. It's something we try and avoid. Yeah. Um, but you know what with things happening in the world, yeah, it, it, it's it, so it hard be... to pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, where I was going with that. It would be crazy for us to not say something at this point. Um, so it's time for this final segment, and this is, of course, tabloid phenomenon. Fist-headed man destroys church. Uh, this is a story from Staffordshire Live. Burton landlady bars Vladimir Putin from her pub. Damn. Mm. Probably a good step, actually. <laughs> just, you... to be, just to be safe. Cancel culture's gone too far, personally. I just think you you should have a rule. Yeah. yeah you, you know, we there, should be asking you're... every venue that doesn't have an explicit... No Vladimir Putin. Oh, so you'd let him in, would you'd you? You'd let him in. You'd serve Putin a stout, is that what you're saying? After the thing in Ukraine, whatever that is. <laughs> After some crisis happened. Sam Rice, who runs the Loaf and Cheese, <laughs> says Mr. Putin is not welcome in her Waterloo Street boozer as he continues to spearhead an invasion of the Ukraine. Fucking Lord of the Rings ass country. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually something that I I like about this because, like a lot of the a lot of the sanction stuff, um, and look, like like I said, I'll be very careful here because number one, I don't feel very well. Number yeah. two, very very stupid man. Uh, number three, hate being yelled at. So it's not fun. the 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 two things of note are the eagerness with which uh, the world has swept onto the Russia sanction things, uh, not just from a financial point of view, yeah. but also from the, like, we're kicking Russian kids out of sports yeah. teams and yeah, stuff. Yeah, home and, home and abroad. Yeah, that's... That it, kind of thing. Fuck, it's truly nuts. It's it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, I did see somebody saying a while ago, man, they got rid of every trace of Russian culture from society a lot faster than they took down those statues, huh? Um, but, but, you know, like the, the effectiveness of sanctions and everything, that's, that's all up for debate. But again, remember that America has like, uh, states where to be employed by the state government, you have to sign a personal pledge that you will not participate in the BDS movement, uh, against Israel. Government mm -hmm. departments make you sign a pledge of loyalty to Israel. <laughs> That you will not boycott them in any way. Uh, so, you know, all of a sudden it seems like boycotts are good and sanctions are good and they work, actually. Um, but, like, a lot of them, there's, there are some 
where they say, hey, we're like freezing people's funds and that sort of stuff. We're like, yes, that's, that's going to have an impact. Hey, we're going to stop trade between these areas. That's going to have an impact. And then there are some of them where you're like, what's that one doing? And this to me is the purest distillation of ones that make you go, what's that one really doing? Was he on his way in? Was he coming home and he was maybe going to have well, a quick certainly time? not anymore, I think no, is the point. No, that's there. true. He Turned was, back before he even got started. He was in the Uber, scrolling through the news. Hold up, mm. hold up. I'm, I'm going to need you to turn around. I'm sorry. No, Please I don't, I don't want to talk about why. I don't want to talk about why. This better not be the loaf and cheese, the Waterloo Street boozer. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Rice says her customers are disgusted at Russia's actions. So much so that they would, quote, wreck Mr. Putin if he ever tr- tried to come in for a pint. Damn. Quote, what he is doing is just wrong. It is all my customers are talking about at the moment. They said if they came in, they would wreck him. It is absolutely wrong what he is doing. Miss Rice's sanctions are the latest to hit the president after US-based credit card giants Visa and MasterCard announced they would suspend their Russian business operations. Uh, Russia uh, began a full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February. It's the largest conventional military attack on a sovereign state in Europe since the Second World War. And now this. And now this. catch a break? Good Lord. How are you doing there, Andrew? I feel good at all. Oh, buddy, let's get you to bed. (laughs) That is all that we have time for. Um, A big follow-up thank you for everyone that donated uh, to our fundraiser. Uh, We ended up raising... It's it's up over thirty one grand now, which we we were on like thirteen thousand five hundred at the end of the stream that we did. That was kind of meant to be the end of all that, uh, and then people just kept donating money, which is fucking wild. That's truly truly phenomenal stuff. Um, we will be paying out money to those people very shortly, and I am very hmm. thrilled at or the prospect of doing so. Or <laughs> do you need a new car? <laughs> no, we probably will. Yeah, we, we probably should. <laughs> Like, yeah, we'll hold out for a bigger scam, maybe. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Everyone did that. Uh, truly astonishing stuff. Honestly, we are so, so, so grateful. Um, thank you for everyone that came and hang out at the second stream. Uh, I accidentally got very drunk doing that. I had a lovely time. It was wonderful. I woke up feeling like shit the next day, though. Good. What are you going to do? Could have been anything. Could have been anything. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.